destroy all children is a website just for you If playing with video games is what you like to do Or rotting your brain with comics and first run movies too We've got a great selection of news and reviews So search us out on the web, you just won't get enough Of all our digital madness and other fancy stuff We'll also make you laugh until your tummy's feeling buff Destroy all children you should go there now. Yeah. Here we are, back again. I put some lemon in my Coca-Cola because I'm Why? feeling sassy today. Don't don't do that. Why? It's delicious. It's gross. It's no. Little... No, it's not gross. You're gross. I'm living on the edge. Got, got one life, and I'm putting lemon in my soda, damn it. Actually, okay. what I've started to do is actually take a whole slice of lemon and put it in my Arnold Palmer, my half and half, so that way the lemon doesn't taste like chemicals. Oh. But that yeah. throws off actually, the balance. Then it's not half and half anymore. It's like 60-40. That's what I like, though. I like it's slightly off-balance Arnold Palmer. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I'm that guy who puts too much chlorine in the pool. Checking the pH balance, just be like, oh yeah, it's just a little off. That's how I like it. I'm Larry Davis, that maniac is George Brundle. <laughs> We're here uh, talking about whatever, I guess. What have you been up to this week? Putting putting lemon in various oh, drinks right. and seeing whether or not it's good. Sure, sure. I mean... It's a valuable pastime. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing more of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Are you liking it more or are you liking it less now that you're a little further in? Uh, I guess about the same. Oh, there... great. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in that game I really like, and then there's a lot of stuff where it's just like, oh boy, this was not done. And they had to get it out so it would be out in time for the movie. Because, so you go to Kashyyyk, and it has this really elaborate sequence of you, like, you just, uh, you dive off a ship into the ocean, you swim up to an AT-AT, you climb on it like Shadow of the Colossus style, you go in through a hatch, you kill the stormtroopers inside, hijack it, stomp through the forest of Kashyyyk in it, like blasting a bunch of stormtroopers and bases. At one point, uh, Forrest Whitaker climbs on the windshield of it and it's just like... All of this is very good so far. Yeah, it's great. And it's all... He, okay, so he shows up on the windshield and he's like, we need to... Wait, I have to do the Saw Guerrero voice. <laughs> we need you to help us get the Wookiees out of lockup. And uh, that's also like one of the all-time... Great video game lines, as far as I'm concerned. You got to get these Wookies out of lockup. Uh, and uh, and I think it is actually Forrest Whitaker voicing it. It sounds like him. So anyway, yeah. you go through all this, then you get to the first area. It's like this part where you get off the ship and you're talking to Sare and Grease, and then it goes to the game part, and they just like awkwardly teleport over to their positions and like snap into their in-game model it's like you guys did everything up to this point flawlessly and then how 
Like, that isn't a weird bug you get by running into a wall at a specific angle or something. Everybody is going to see that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a video game. They're expensive to make, and they had yeah. a movie that was coming out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Wookiees are locked up disproportionately compared to Ewoks. Yeah, well, and, uh, there aren't problem. enough Ewoks locked up, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the Ewoks are high collar crimes. That's the problem. It's the system is stacked in their favor. I mean, there's a lot of Ewok on Ewok violence. It's, it's yeah, there a, is there it's is. a whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's there is stuff I really like about. It. Also, the the levels are huge and labyrinthine, which I guess you could see as a positive. Except here's the major thing. There's no fast travel at all. And these levels are huge, and there are like a bunch of elevators going up and down between different areas, and you open up the 3D map, and it's just like, I don't know how I get over there from here. I don't remember any of this at all. Well, you uh, set up uh, zip lines, you see. If you do it strategically, then you get over there in no time at all. Boy, I wish. There are zip lines. You just can't. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Not they're not cool. Twenty nineteen is the year of the zipline, apparently. <laughs> I guess so. We just didn't know it. I guess. Uh. Um, but so I went to one planet, and uh, I was like, okay, the objective's over here, so I'll go this way. And so I went that way for a while, and then eventually looked at the map and was like, oh, I took the wrong fork early on, and it looped all the way around. And now I am back at this other place, and I don't really know how to get to where I am supposed to be or back to where the ship is. Mm. I, the idea that they have this sort of Metroid progression and then no way to fast travel. Like, if they want to disable fast travel for certain areas because it's like, you know, you have to get through this area to trigger this event or something, sure. Metroid games yeah. do that. But, uh,. Yeah, like in general it's it's a very glaring oversight that makes the game less fun to play. Also, I still don't really like the combat, but it is better now that I have more options. I found out yeah. uh that you can really abuse the slowing, the force slow effect, uh, because it's just like use this and get a free hit on them. Oh sure, laser time. Laser time. I get yeah. it. Like bullet time. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So something yeah. you can really good do that something you can do that's really good and there is an achievement for it is uh when they fire a laser you can slow them and their laser and then grab them and then they shoot themselves with their own laser. Oh man. That is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, there's good stuff like that in there, but um and then there are some puzzles and stuff that's just like, oh, this reminds me of the worst parts of the newer Tomb Raider games. Mm-hmm. Even though I like those, it's still kind of iffy. But that's uh, a good wall running. Uh, well, that's just my phone alarm that I do not remember <laughs> setting at all. I'm sorry about that. Wouldn't be an episode without... Time's uh, up for Star Wars talk is what uh, that alarm is okay. for. All right. Hold on, let me turn this off. Okay, what is your 
<laughs> what is your thing this week? <laughs> I, I, I was done with mine anyway. Oh man. Um, I mean, I only have a I only have a retro game corner to do this week. Uh, I don't want to get into personal stuff. I've had a pretty rough week, so I've not been doing much uh, other than staring at the wall and trying to keep it together. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I've I've not. Uh, yeah, I I don't have anything to talk about other than Final Fantasy X too. So, uh, all right, we'll get here to we that go. Later. Let's get into it. George's ah, Retro Corner starts now Because I don't have anything Jesus. else to say There was no right. news Oh, uh, wait, okay, hold on there was, There's been so many game delays That happened in the last week Like we talked about oh, yeah. uh, In the last episode how we were just I was like, man, I really hope Cyberpunk Gets pushed back and just kind of clears up the schedule I think like before that episode even went up I got my wish Because uh, that's September now Yeah So that's, thank you that's exactly what I wanted. I don't know why they're. That, that's such a weird thing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it doesn't surprise me that it got delayed. It does surprise me that it got delayed that far back. To me, it's uh, it wasn't delayed far enough. Like the weird thing to me is that it um, that thing in their press release. It's like we want this to be a crowning achievement for this generation. As though Cyberpunk Definitive Edition is not going to be on the next consoles. It at least pushes it far back enough that I, I feel more comfortable just waiting to pick it up to play it on like the PlayStation 5. So Sure. Well As opposed I, to like if it came out in April, I would just be sitting there going like, oh god, I really want to play this thing. Well here's my uh here's the big news. This is uh in the comics realm. Press release. IDW Publishing brings the beloved Deep Space Nine crew back to comics with a taut noir thriller. The four-part comic book miniseries Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Too Long a Sacrifice, under the license of Viacom CBS Consumer Products. You had me worried when you said you had IDW news that this was just finally announcing that IDW is going out of business. (laughs) Well, I (laughs) Can't be too. My far. heart stops a little every time. It's just like there's new news with I- IDW. It's like oh, oh no. Yeah. But like yeah, maybe but... that'd be a good thing. That's one less. Like then I wouldn't have to buy those TMNT comics all the time. But I'm in it, so I have to. This is ri- well. It could be worse. You could be buying Batman Deluxe Editions. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean DC took care of that for me. Oh, don't psh. Uh, this is. <laughs> I written... mean that's like the other news. Didn't that happen this last week too? No. Written by okay. longtime Star Trek scribes David Tipton and Scott Tipton, the Tipton brothers, and illustrated yeah. by Greg Scott of Gotham Central. Can't Ooh. place the name. Uh, I read all of Gotham Central. I don't remember who that is. Hmm. Uh, this new series marks the first Deep Space Nine title published in over a decade. It shines spotlight on Constable Odo, the fan-favorite shapeshifter brought to life by the late and greatly missed actor René Aubergenois. So, Odo comic, I'm not gonna buy this. <laughs> That's the news. What if they went with a uh, mixed stock on it? So every page that didn't have Odo had like a texture, it was more like a paper, and then every Odo page was glossy. Ooh, or what if they just like they did spot varnish for all of the Odo oh. panels? Is just like 
just is actually flesh. smooth. Yeah. Oh, that'd be really good. That would cost so much money. <laughs> yes, and it would, would absolutely not be <laughs> worth it, but it would be really good. It would. Uh... Yeah, is there anything in, as far as comics going on with DC, though? Because I don't think that we did talk about the, the whole shit want... going down with Batman and their deluxe editions. Well, that is like an ongoing thing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, they're... So, Dan Didio uh, did some interview... Or, I don't remember what it was, but he was talking about the collected department and what they... Uh, how they were making changes going forward. And the stuff he was talking about were things I do not care about. Like, it was all, like, uh, about the numbering on spines and, like, the spines, like, the trade dress and everything. Because a lot of people are mad about that because they make it so their comics don't match up on the shelves. Oh, yeah. Like, every time I've collected a DC uh, collected edition series sequentially, like, it, it fucks up at some point. Like, it did that with uh, Snyder's run on Batman, where, like, halfway through they changed the spines on all of them. It did that with this uh, last, uh, the Batman Rebirth Deluxes, is this last one. They changed the spine on it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find... I, like, this isn't even one of those just, like, oh, my OCD, I have to have the perfect show... I have, like, actual OCD. This is a fucking medical problem. You guys need to stop messing with the spines. All right, here it is uh, from January Yeah, I'm 10th. on Prozac over here looking at my shelf. Uh, so going like, from... oh, maybe I should sell some of these books. This is from January 10th of this year. This is a Newsarama article. Ba -ba -ba -ba. We had a very poor 2018 with our collections. It forced us to re... <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you had a poor fucking forever with your collections. They used to be okay. Like ah. it, it's recently, it's really gotten bad. Uh, I'm, yes, no, I would agree that it is like recently where this is really like boiled over in a serious way. It forced us. I to think they've always kind of been bad. Let me read what Dan Didio yeah. said. <laughs> it, it forced us to reevaluate what we were collecting and how. So you saw a lot of changes taking place. If you saw the cancellations that occurred after solicitation, that's probably because there was no appreciable interest for these titles, meaning we couldn't hit the minimum number to justify print. I'd much prefer to just cancel books than to have devalued product out here. So here's the problem. A lot of the stuff that's been canceled, I do not believe that. Like, I don't believe yeah, right. um, Absolute Dark Knight did not get enough interest. Which is well, annoying is because I really want that. What? Would that then include the Batman Rebirth uh, Deluxe Editions? Would that also fall under that umbrella of like, oh, well, there wasn't enough interest in this thing? Maybe, but I don't know if those have been yeah. canceled or if they were just never solicited to begin with. Well, the thing is, we're not mm -hmm. at the point where the actual solicitations would hit yet. Because that one, the one that's left is still... It's like six months away, isn't it? Something like that. Yeah, well, because a lot of stuff gets listed on Amazon yes, way before I, the official solicits. Yeah, I think that is uh, like July or something like that. Okay. My, uh, yeah, I like. Look, I don't think Batman Rebirth has been good. 
but it is really upsetting seeing what has happened with that like just the quality of the collected editions in general where this last one came out like ignoring the fact that the spine was different and that my dumb brain is deeply bothered by this they changed the uh stock quality in there too uh so it's much worse and like the colors are way 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 off so the presentation is just horrible yeah uh and then it's like, oh, by the way, we're not finishing this run in the deluxe editions. We're putting one more out. And then, like, theoretically, you'd have just one more in that collection, and then the run would be done, and they're just going like, eh, nope. I think it'd be more than one left. But the thing still, is, this like, isn't it's really... Up and up. That, that's not really official yet, because they still might do more. But for other ones, I know they've stopped doing it. I believe Wonder Woman doesn't have deluxe hardcovers anymore. Flash, I don't think, does either. So, it seems like they're just phasing them out in general. I mean, that bums me out in general, too, because I obviously would prefer to collect them that way. Like, I would rather just have one big book versus a bunch of much smaller books. It's also strange because Marvel started doing that again. They didn't do that for a long time. Um, if only they had something worth collecting. Yeah, they've got the, the... Actually, the one that I noticed they were doing it for was... Uh, the new Donny Cates Venom series, which is surprisingly oh. good. Uh, Immortal oh. Hulk, I've also heard, is good, and that's coming out in uh, the bigger, like, 10 to 12 issue hardcovers. But that's my ideal format for collecting everything, because it's not, like, big and awkward like an omnibus, but, you know, yeah. you get a larger trim size. They're nice. But yeah. um, that that's how I had collected the Binda Daredevil series, and... And then they just Damn. stopped doing it. Yep. I have those three, and then as far as I'm aware, they didn't do any more. Uh, for... Was it just three, or did they put out, like, another one? I, I think they did all of them. They they just went out of print. But um, Oh, those aren't in print anymore? Hmm. On Dare... The Bendis Daredevil? No. Oh. I, I know two was um really rare for at least a while because the spine mismatched the others so there was something weird going on with that huh. uh, anyway I, not aware. I thought that those were still readily available it's I'm not as uh, big into checking what's out of print I think as you are uh, well, so I never know when I'm sitting on a gold mine or if it's something that's like because I've, I've definitely miscalled that stuff before where I've been like oh I bet this is worth a lot of money and then it's worth much less than what i paid for it well the bendis run got uh oh no tunes i do not want to update uh they um reprinted that in an omnibus or a couple of omnibuses in fact i don't have uh yeah i have the first three of the 12 issue hardcovers of daredevil and then the second omnibus and then there was like a, a premiere hardcover that had some issues that came in the middle between the third one and Anonymous. It's weird, but I have all the issues. It was like a, it was the mini arc about Echo. Anyway. Yeah. Now I, um, like the, the thing that's also just bothering me about DC is just, like I said, with the rebirth thing, like the quality of those printings is getting really bad too. Like yes. uh, the um, Batman Damned collected edition, 
first of all, if you actually get that thing in hand, it is very nice. Like the the slip cover they have on it is really nice. Uh, the size of the <laughs> you okay? <laughs> just yeah, no, I just dug my elbow right into my desk. Cool. Uh, the, the the size of it, it like I I really like how that thing feels. It's got a good weight to it, and then you open it up, and oh no, all the pages are misaligned. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> just going right down the uh the edge of the paper. Uh, not towards the spine, but the outer edge. Uh, you just get a bunch of checkerboard patterns from where they clearly did not get it to like bump up all the way. Yeah, or like so they, or they didn't cut the pages correctly, or something yeah. weird like that. I and then um, of course there it's was like a third of the book is like that too. It's it's not even that it's like oh it's this small chunk of pages and it it varies as well so i've had somewhere it's just a very thin white line so you can still tell that there was an error and then there's somewhere there's just a very obvious checkerboard gutter there so that's weird um but yeah obviously they they had the whole thing with the uh fourth world omnibus that they had to completely reprint and like be like uh hey Comic shops send us back your copies because they're being recalled because it was missing a whole bunch of stuff, I think. Or no, and maybe it was just a couple of pages, but still, it... come on. I'm uh, just waiting for the point where I open up a DC book and just a bunch of pages come slopping out of there, and I'm like, cool, great. Funny you say that because the Absolute Swamp Thing, which released recently, apparently has major binding issues because cool, great. They're even cutting their uh print quality on absolutes now which you would think that would be the one thing they would try yeah. to keep standards on i mean you're really paying it well i would say you're paying a premium at that point but in some cases compared to how much you'd be paying buying it all individually you're saving money but still like the, those are the premium release like that's the sure don't phone it in on an absolute yeah the swamp thing one actually is one of the cheap it's a hundred dollar one some of them, they've been checking the prices up on those crazily. Oh, in fact, that's another thing. Um, there was an absolute Gotham by Gaslight that they had mm. solicited. Guess what? That's canceled. Great. So that's cool. I actually don't have Gotham by Gaslight, and if I were aware of that, I probably would have actually maybe. That, that was a pretty cheap one, too. Of course, it's short. It's a one-shot. Yeah. It, it included the sequel one shot too but either way like getting that Mignola art in that size would be worth it to me so but uh yeah they're just that's the thing I don't care about the spines I can understand why people would I want my collected editions to include all of the issues and pages and uh not look like garbage yeah like Make no mistake, uh, the the thing that I prioritize as well is how good is the stock quality on this? Are the colors correct? Does it have all the content? Like, I care much more about the interiors of a book than I do the exterior. But at the same time, like, not fucking with the spine is also an incredibly easy thing to do. Just leave it alone. Sure. They, um, so, something I'm very curious about is they solicited the hardcover for Batman Last Night on Earth. The Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, uh, Black Label series. But the weird thing is the solicit specifies that it is in the wider magazine format. Like Damned or uh, 
Harleen. Most most of the Black Label series are in the wider format. But this one was not. And so I don't know what they're going to do about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if they would just have black borders on each side, which would be really weird. Because I yeah. don't know how they could, like, reformat the art to fit it. Because it's not like it has uh, black borders on the top and bottom or something that uh, they could stretch it. It's fine to stretch it all out. No! <laughs> it looks like <laughs> watching a movie in the oh. wrong aspect ratio. No, just do that. I want to start getting comics in the wrong aspect ratio. Yeah, it's like, uh... <laughs> like, that's, you, um... You show it to your parents and they're just like, oh, no, I don't see the difference. No, this is better. Yeah, it fills the whole book. Yeah. Um, that's something that I don't want to get completely off this track, because I have one more thing to say about comics, at least. Uh, something that bothers me about YouTube is how they do those. Like, if it if it came from a movie and it has that uh, you know, letterboxing yeah. bars, it's just a squat video. I really hate that. Me too, because it looks like something went wrong and it cut off part of the player. Well, it also it ends up becoming such a small portion of the screen. Like the real estate for the video was all off, so yeah. it just it looks wrong. Um. But no, like uh, with the DC stuff too, I think that happened with um, White Knight, which is something that I bought as the deluxe edition, like the big hardcover, and then got an email uh, from InStock Trades going like, hey, yeah, we don't actually have that, so we need to refund you this part of your order and send out the rest of it. Yeah, so I don't know what the deal is with this or what you ordered, but um, deluxe edition was not out yet. There was a regular edition... The standard trim size, that's what I have Because I bought it before they announced the deluxe one I got um, a hardcover Whatever it was Yeah, yeah, it was a hardcover And then, yeah um, And but, then they were just like, we don't we don't carry that We don't have it, so we need to cancel that part of your order So the Which weird is thing is great the... too, like a little nitpicky side note to that is I had to buy that so I could get free shipping So then I actually had to pay the shipping Oh really? Because <laughs> they refunded it and charged me the shipping on it so I was like, all right, great. I've had something like that happen where I had to cancel. Or it was something I requested a cancellation and I didn't have to pay for shipping. But I don't know. So what what was I talking about? You confused me. Oh, the uh, <laughs> the weird thing is that hardcover, um, it was announced the same time as the Mr. Miracle hardcover. And they were supposed to be limited things. Apparently not because the uh, White Knight one is getting reprinted. Like, that's in this month's solicits as offered again. So, yeah, maybe they just can the deluxe one and are reprinting the regular edition. I, I don't know why yours got canceled, though. I don't know. But also, uh, space in this apartment is now a bit of a concern for me in light of other events. So I'm kind of uh, yeah, hanging back on comics for a bit. Uh like outside of like a few things I've still just been aggressively collecting, like I'll still pick up some TMNT books and uh, these Berserk Deluxe Editions, which oh, by sure. the way... They're like, not an issue of, when it comes to size. Well, no, actually, because the plan is to just sell my regular sized Berserks. So oh, like yeah. they, they will still take up roughly the same amount of space. In the, That's not as big of a deal to me. Yeah. But um, the TMNT stuff is much more of a big deal at that point, but... That's mostly uh, what I, I was talking about. Yeah. If I need to make some room on that shelf, I, I know of a few books that I think I can comfortably get rid of. Um, I 
bought some Final Fantasy art books uh, that on retrospect probably didn't need to do. They they were kind of cheap, but they take up space. Well, let's see what else Dan DiDio had to say in this. Um, we have to find ways to make our collected editions valuable so that people want to purchase them and put them on a shelf, he continued. We also have to reevaluate these collections of six issues and out. When you collect six issues of a periodical regardless if it's a complete story, you're going to see more tweaking going forward, but I feel like we're in a very good place. I mean, if all this in the long run... I don't know what he means either. But, like, if all this in the long run actually means DC puts out quality collected editions, then fine by me. (laughs) I just have serious doubts that that's something they're ever going to manage because I don't think that they're, like, compare them to other comic publishers, I think that they've always been the weakest about their collected editions. Like, in terms yeah. of what content that they're putting in there, or the way that they're dividing all these things up, like, they've always been kind of shitty. I will always be mad at them for two specific things in that regard. One, Sandman Mystery Theater, where they got to, like, two volumes from the end and then stopped putting out trades. Then... They were like, okay, we're going to restart it. We're putting out these thicker trades. that would be like the equivalent of two of the original ones. I think they did two of those, maybe just one, and then quit. Instead of just finishing the run from the beginning. Then there was the Starman omnibuses, which Starman by James Robinson, uh, one of the best superhero comics ever made. Uh, probably in my top three of all time. They did these hardcovers, which, by the way, despite being called omnibuses, mm, not that thick. I guess it was an earlier time. They hadn't gotten into, like, we're going to put 1,400 pages in this thing yet. Uh, But that was six volumes, and then they went out of print. Instead of reprinting the hardcovers, they went, okay, we're going to put them out as paperbacks. And then they did three of them and quit. So if you want to read Starman, good luck. Get sailing the seven seas, I guess. Comic books are a disaster. Yeah. Well, we have more to talk about, uh, but before we do, no, we I don't. need to get up and I need to go throw up into my toilet. Okay. There is another thing in comics. Comics and mm. movies. Okay. Do did you like the comic Ex Machina? Uh not particularly. I liked it. I did not read all of it. I kinda just never it's one of those things I never got around to it. But hey, they're doing it, an it... What? The art is what bothered me about it because it did that what? thing where it's like th- this dude is very clearly just taking a bunch of photo references and then kind of tracing over them. Yeah, so it's Tony it Harris. Had a very... Yeah, well, I don't like Tony Harris's art. I do. Uh, it is a very similar thing to that like Darth Vader book where it is just like some of this art looks fine, but then you can tell when they're just tracing over parts of the movie, it looks fucked. Uh, Salvador LaRocca is really bad. Um, I feel like Tony Harris changes it a bit, like, enough that I don't have an issue with it. He does, but it still it still stands out to me 
as being the same thing in a way that bothers me. Well, sure. Tony Harris also, by the way, artist for James Robinson's Starman. So, trash yeah. book, Starman. Get it out of here. Uh, what Cancel if I, it. What if I told you there was a one shot where Starman meets Hellboy? Uh, that sounds good up until the part where I envision what Hellboy looks like traced off a of photo reference. I don't think he drew that issue. That was good. someone else. That I don't remember. Good. Anyway, uh, they're making an Ex Machina movie, so they claim. We'll see. But here's the funny part. It is produced by and starring Oscar Isaac. Huh. Remember what other movie Oscar Isaac was in a couple years ago? Uh, Star Wars uh, The Last no. Jedi. No, no, not that one. The other one. Star Wars Force Awakens. No, not a Star War. Um, X-Men Apocalypse. <laughs> You're, you were almost there. X-Men First Class? No. <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis. No, he was in Ex Machina. <laughs> oh. That other movie called Ex Machina So now I wonder if they're going to keep the title (laughs) Or if they're going to rename it Do you wonder if this is like A Bill Murray Garfield situation Where Oscar (laughs) Isaac was like I thought this was a totally different Ex Machina Yeah maybe He was like I don't know why I'm in here dancing And there are lady robots around Uh, I thought this was about a president Who can talk to machines (laughs) Big fan of the comic Oscar Isaac yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's just really funny to me that he was in that movie, and now here's another movie based on a comic with the same title. Weird stuff. Weird, wild stuff. Yeah. Hey, I mean, my issues with X X Machina uh, wasn't like the story. So a uh, movie starring Oscar Isaac, I probably would want to see that uh, as opposed to comic. I don't want to see much of at all. I I want to see as much Oscar Isaac as possible. That's why I don't oh, like yeah, that sure. new Adams Family. It's just his voice in it. Why would you have Oscar Isaac and make it so you can't see his face? Yeah. Horrible. Now, if you're going all CG with the Adams Family movie, you should really cats that thing up. I mean, imagine how good Oscar Isaac would be as a live action Gomez. Yeah, it'd be great. Yeah. Almost... They made a they made a choice not to do that. Who was um who was Morticia in this one? Because I have a feeling it would probably be someone who would be really good in live action too. Instead, they're just like we're gonna just make everybody look like uh, rejected sketches from regular show. Amy Adams, who knows? Uh, I wouldn't be I... opposed to Amy Adams Morticia. Isn't it like mm. it might be like Charlize Theron? Oh, that would be a good Morticia. Yeah, I think that's who it is. Whatever. Uh, what did you have on the docket? Hmm. Well, uh, my retro game corner. I've begun playing a little game called Final Fantasy XII. Uh, I'm. Uh, I think I've so far I'm having a little bit of mixed feelings about it. Uh, I think it's weird that this came out before final fantasy 11 uh but i guess that being like this online thing they had to like delay that yeah Uh, yeah but 12 still you can see they're starting to push towards the more like active uh time like not not active time but like real time battle like you know almost Mm -hmm. kingdom hearts 
that uh, Final Fantasy thirteen, uh, that the one that takes place in Evilese, uh, I think that leans harder into it. Yeah, I I really didn't like that they got rid of the dress spheres. No, the dress spheres are in twelve. That's like the whole thing with twelve is that it has the dress spheres and then you got the no. Grid. I'm saying in thirteen. Oh, in thirteen, yeah. I'm, no, tr- I'm trying to up, guess I... and at this really horrible bit, <laughs> and you don't understand. <laughs> no, it. I want you to call me on it. Oh, so I can explain how I got confused by there's about... an X and then you put a two on the end of it. Oh. You fucked I... it all up by I guess anding it. The one two. and my bullshit and it ruins it. Happy to be yeah. of service. Fuck you. I've been playing. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about it too much because we'll probably get into it another week where I've gotten a lot more progress in it. But um, yeah, I'm kind of. I don't like the battle system in that game at all. What? I don't. It is an active time system that moves far too quickly. So there's just a lot of times where I'm not processing what is actually happening on the yeah. screen. Bashing out commands. And so there's been a lot of times because they notify you about new moves uh, in the battle rather than like in the result screen. So there's been a lot of times where I didn't realize I got a new move that would have been super useful. And like, I don't know when I got it because I didn't see the prompt because I couldn't focus on it. Weird. Uh, I really liked how fast it was. Like, that's kind of the main thing I like about it. I, I hate how it just is constantly pushing all the characters around into different positions. So there's been a few times where the cameras just got caught on like one character and I can't see the various enemies. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I got two water enemies and two lightning enemies. So I need to hit them with their weaknesses. But I can't I can't fucking see who I'm like actually targeting. I'm not sure I like it. I, I don't think I like the way that you like actually battle things in that game. Like, I'm dreading it every time I have to go walk through one of the massive hallways that constitutes a Final Fantasy X dungeon. Uh-huh. Because uh, also, you're just going through, like, a lot of the same areas again. And, like, the thing that I am not looking forward to is I'm now through the first chapter of five in that game. And the first chapter was just basically running through every dungeon from Final Fantasy X and then, like, looking ahead in a guide. And it's just... Each chapter, you go, you go back through and you run through the same dungeon again. Cool. No, not cool. Yeah, very I cool. Don't, no, I don't think I'm into it. I do like, though, that, I mean, you dress, you dress the girls up. Yeah, just turn them all into samurai and then you're done. I don't have the samurai one yet, but I got, like, I got the gun mage. Uh, gun mage's all right. Uh not sure I agree with you there, but it doesn't matter. Samurai is the best one. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, but you brought up Oscar Isaac. Uh, another game that I wanted to talk to you about was uh, the Super Star Wars trilogy oh. uh, because Star Wars is still somewhat in the news right now. And I, before we totally get away from Star Wars mania, everybody loves the wars. I still uh, want to talk. You're going to miss it. This would be the first Star Wars movie you've not seen in theaters. Yeah. Unless you count Solo, which you should not. No, no, I do not count Solo at all in anything. Yeah. Um, like that. I, I think I talked about last time. 
The character of Cal in Star Wars Jedi looks so dumb. So dumb. Everything about him. The character is fine. I do not want, do not know why they cast this guy as a Jedi. Yeah, Even then, like... I think he probably could work, except everything about the animations, it's just... Oh, and the ponchos. Why did anybody think ponchos were a good idea? <laughs> I, I've got like 12 different ponchos I've collected. None of them look good. I even got one that was like, oh, it's it's called Serape. Maybe it's a cool one like Clint Eastwood wore. No, it's still just a really dumb-looking poncho on a Jedi man. Yeah, no, I also, like, speaking of Star Wars characters that I, I think not cast great, the dude who plays uh, Han Solo in Solo. Yes, that's, that's why I was talking about. I guess I should have mentioned that. But, yes, when playing this, I keep thinking of, like, boy... This is exactly the same as casting what's-his-name as Han Solo. Yeah. But yeah, the the Super Star Wars games, uh, I remember liking those a lot uh, way back when, and I, having gone through and replayed them uh, probably uh, two months ago, played them like right before the new movie came out, I think like mid-November. Um, I think the only reason I liked those games was just there was not much else uh, as far as Star Wars games goes, like, at that point in time. Yep. Uh, not on the 16-bit consoles, at least, because it was pretty much just the Super Star Wars trilogy. Uh, besides that, you had, like, the Atari games, which... Yeah, they're why the bad. fuck would I play that? Yeah. Like, that's actually... So the thing with the Atari, like, I grew up old enough that, like, there were still Ataris just around readily accessible that I could sit down and play. And so I played a decent amount of Atari, uh, in my, in my younger years, uh, never liked it. Yeah. Of Terrible. Course. Terrible. Yeah. There are no good Atari games. I like not a one. Nope. Same with Intellivision, uh, Commodore 64. Well, Commodore 64 has law of the West. Yeah. So there's something. Yeah, I, I have very vivid memories of playing Superman on an Atari 2600 oh. and wishing I was dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> just like five year old me going like, "Oh, this is horrible. Put a bullet in me." I love speed runs of that game too because they are just incomprehensible. So I don't think I've ever seen like an Atari 2600 speed run. I, I might have seen one for like ET. I, assume I mean, the, done as... the thing with Superman is that you're trying to find the hostages or whatever, and so you're using your supervision to look at the adjacent screens. And so in a speed run, it's just like constantly flashing other screens so they can see where the hostages and know where to go. Hmm. It's horrifying. Yeah. But yeah, with, with Star Wars, there was the Atari games, and I, I can't remember when Star Wars Arcade came out i want to say it was around the time of all the super star wars stuff but obviously you'd have to like get your mom to drive you to a physical arcade yeah play that thing so i think think star wars arcade was before those Hmm. star wars arcade is amazing yeah it's all right you do the the the, like the uh speeder bike thing it's like you're actually in the speeder bike and then you fight darth vader yeah you're like it's almost yeah. like a Die Hard trilogy. It is. Yeah, it's a lot like the... 
feels weird to say, being it's an arcade game, but an extremely arcadey trip through the Star Wars trilogy. But like, really fun. Star Wars uh, unlike the Super Star Wars games, nineteen ninety three. By the way, okay. Uh, Super Star Wars then I think was around the same time. Uh, I thought that was a bit later because I thought they were kind of near the end of the Super Nintendo's life. And they kind of just screamed, mm. no, 1992, so actually the first one predates it, and then, yeah, Empire Strikes Back was 93, and Jedi was 94. Yeah. So. Well, boy, they feel like they were cranked out. Yeah. Those games are, oh, God, they're really rough. Um, going back and playing all these old video games, I seldom feel compelled to use cheats. Like, I'm, I'm still, I'm an old man, and I've lost some of my my hand-eye coordination and my my speed. My reaction time is not what it used to be. Uh, but generally, I can get through these video games without needing much help. Uh, Super Star Wars, I not only had to cheat and like made copious use of save states. I think I actually might have skipped a few levels because <laughs> I just like got lost and was just not having it anymore. Yeah. Um. These games throw so much bullshit at you. The screen is absolutely goddamn littered with enemies. They all bounce you around and fling you off platforms, and they deal way too much damage. And it's not even, like, a, a thing where it's like, oh, just clear the screen and then move ahead. Because, like, they infinitely spawn off all corners of the screen and just fly at you. Uh-huh. It's also got that thing where um, everything looks like it's running too fast. Oh yeah, yeah. It I, does. I really don't like, um, and a whole lot of blind jumps. Oh yeah, now there's a a lot of leaps of faith that you make onto small platforms that are just dangling over bottomless pits. Yep. Yeah, not not great. Um, you get to select like a bunch of different characters too, and uh, and I feel the ones that actually have the blasters are better because Luke's hitbox on his lightsaber feels completely wrong. Yeah. Like, and you just do not want to get up close with enemies either because they take a whole lot of hits to kill. At least the ones with blaster, it's kind of like, oh, this is just sort of a crappy metal slug or something, as opposed yeah. to the lightsaber ones where it's like, th th none of this is good. Yeah, it's just you bouncing off of another sprite, just wailing on it with yeah, a I, lightsaber. Well, I remember thing the, only, the only way I was able to kill things with the lightsaber reliably in that game was to do the double jump where he spins around. Yeah, you pretty much just have to spam that all the time. Uh, the first for Star Wars, actually, I did beat that without cheating or anything. Like, that one, notably easier... Uh, than the other two, which I had to not only like throw on easy, but then like at some point turn on God mode. Uh, the Rancor fight in Return of the Jedi, in particular, like I, I don't know if there's like a good method for beating that thing. So, like you have to get up to his face, but then if you do the jump thing, you just kind of like fly through it and then hit his body, and like the exchange of damage is not in your favor in that case. So yeah, I wonder. Of course, every situation like that, then I end up. Looking at speed run, it's like, oh, you just go over here to this side and can attack him freely. Yeah, but I, I don't know. But it's I always at that one. But it's always stuff like with that where it, it sort of feels like this wasn't the way they meant for you to go about doing this. Like oh, this yeah. is just something people figured out over time. Yeah. Uh, 
about the Emperor fight in the Return of the Jedi one where he's just like electrifying the floor and so like the floor breaks apart and then we'll dump you into a bottomless pit and because the camera is all fucked there's a lot of cases where you'll just jump down to like the lower level and you won't realize that the floor is not there anymore I don't know that I ever made it more than like two or three levels into any of them I've somehow managed to beat them all Well, um, kind of not, not not somehow in the sense that I Like, I cheated, I know how I did it I don't know how I put up with it oh, the thing. Like, I yeah. really just wanted to bail on these Because, um, like, that's the, the thing that bothered me too Playing these is I could look I could physically look over on my shelf My Nintendo 64 shelf Where I have Shadows of the Empire yeah. And Episode 1 Racer mm -hmm. And Rogue Rogue Squadron, and sure. all those are very good games. That That's are much right. more... Ooh, I could just put those in. Yeah, like, uh, I've said this many times. I'm a fan of Star Wars, but not because of the movies. It's because of the games. And I didn't play much of the Super series, but I played a lot of Shadows of the Empire, all the others you've mentioned, Knights of the Old Republic, Jedi Outcast, and Jedi Academy. And all of them... Star Wars has had a whole lot of really great games. Not on the Super Nintendo. No, definitely not. Uh, like even like even then, it's remarkable to me that some of the good ones are on the Nintendo sixty four, which is a console that did not have a lot of good games. Yeah, that that is strange because Shadows of the Empire actually holds up fairly well compared to a whole lot of sixty four games. Yeah, Shadows' main issue is more just like. Graphically, because that was a very yeah. early 64 game, so it was just everything was covered in fog. Uh, although, uh, one of the things I think is very neat about Shadows of the Empire is its debug mode is very comprehensive and gives you like a ton of graphical options, so like you can shut that fog off. Huh. You can also like mess with the aspect ratio with that too. So, if you want to play that game in like 16.9, you can actually do that. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah it's a uh... It's weird how much they left into that debug mode. Like, I, I struggle to think of another game that had as deep of a debug menu. I just um, know you enter Wampa Stompa to play as the Wampa. Yes. That's the important if, thing. Yeah. Now, is Dash Rendar as a Wampa that we got turned into one? That's yeah. much cooler than just playing as a Wampa or just Dash Rendar. No, I, I think it doesn't it, like... You actually do take control of the Wampa that's in the cage or something? Oh, you, you do. I'm just, this is my head cam. Oh, I see. Okay. Vader uses some Sith magic. It's like, you're Wampa now. All right, bye. IG-88. Yeah, you fight him in that uh, junkyard. Yeah, that's a horrifying that sick-ass train level. Yeah, yeah no, the IG-88 battle is the... Not a big fan of that. Because uh, it's, I remember that thing just having too many vertical layers and the camera being really difficult. To it's it's a work. hassle until you realize, oh, I can just run up to him and go blap 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 blap, and he's dead. Oh, I did not know you could do that. Yeah, well, keep that in mind for when I play Shadows of the Empire. Yeah, if you try just to not... avoid him, it just causes more problems. Hmm. Yeah, I did not play that though because I had to get through the uh, original Star Wars trilogy. So I was like, well. New movies coming out, and I want to go enjoy all the original Star Warses, and clearly the best way to digest this story is on the Super Nintendo. Time, 
time to play some prequel games. Get you uh, Phantom Menace and Jedi Power Battles. Mm. And... That Revenge of the Sith game that's on the uh, PS2? Game Boy Advance, oh. I think. Yeah, probably well, I mean, it's a Game Boy Advance version too. Looks bad, the Game Boy Advance version. And the PS1 version of Phantom Menace, it's... Starts with the part where Qui-Gon says The room is flooding with poison gas So It's pretty good as far as I'm concerned It's a really good Liam Neeson I thought it was here for a moment (laughs) Thank you You Uh, can kill TC-14 if you want But why would you do that? You didn't do anything I mean she narked you out She was complicit She was like she. I was gonna. No, it's too offensive. <laughs> Never mind. Speaking of droids, something I do really like is one of the enemies in a Fallen Order is the K two droid, the like a security droid. Huh. And yeah. instead of just having the same voice, they have a whole lot of different voice banks for them. So like some have a male voice, some have female voices, and they just like narrate everything that's happening. It's like you can dodge it and they're like Evasion detected It's really good Uh, Well It's a shame that I didn't Play that and I play Super Star Wars And stuff Uh, There's a lot of I I will say the voice Stuff is really great The Stormtroopers in particular Have a lot of really good like Context specific lines Uh, I I especially appreciate whenever a Stormtrooper Just yells you're not gonna kill me Ah!" And then dies uh, But they'll say like if you Kill the uh, rocket launchers Or something they're like we're out of heavy units Or um, If there's just one guy left Sometimes you'd be like I can't be the only one left Can I Oh no Yeah, And then you murder him Right before you throw your lightsaber at him Man I got the lightsaber throw Recently Not good yeah. I shouldn't have used the skill points on it It was a waste I like how all the lightsaber throws in video games has been this kind of like a boomerang thing where it's clear they're getting that from Return of the Jedi where Vader just fucking threw his lightsaber and did not pull it back or anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it would kind of like, suck if you... It's ruined. <laughs> yeah, it, it would kind of suck if you threw your lightsaber and then just had to run over and pick it up. Well, I mean, especially if you're Vader. He doesn't move so good anymore. Yeah. He's got that arthritis. But yeah, like the the lightsaber throw does not do much damage, and it's kind of it uses force to do it. So it's like, why would I do this when I can just slow them and run up and go blap? So that I can't remember if I brought this up the last time that we had a, a big discussion about this game, but I am still very much of the belief that in a video game, the lightsaber should be a one hit kill. Yep, like you should be making the game more challenging in other ways. They should have done uh, like Sekiro, having... really. Where it's like you reduce their posture Until a point where you get a one hit kill on them Except Sekiro also like They don't really commit to that Because they do have health bars you can chip away at And oftentimes that's actually the better way to kill bosses in particular But the point is They should make it so enemies like auto block things And then once their guard is down You just kill them I just want like one of these new Star Wars games To get actual lightsaber battles Correct, because I've seen footage of like uh, your character fighting the Inquisitor 
uh, in this new game, and it just seems like you're hitting each other with wiffle bats. Yeah. Like, you're not even getting into, like, an actual sword fight. You're just wailing on each other's bodies, and it doesn't kill either of you. Yeah. I'm not a, not a fan of the combat in general, and that's part of it. I yeah. like the Inquisitor lady a lot. She's really cool. Second I, I mean, I... I don't know why they, at the very least, if you just wanted to be like drain the enemy's health bar, if you just had that be that when you hit an enemy with a like lightsaber, then the lightsabers clash, but it just ticks off their health bar. Like yeah. that would still be more immersive to me than just I'm hitting this lady like 30 times with a lightsaber and she's not lost but a one limb. It is weird too because when your lightsaber touches stuff, like it doesn't do anything to it unless you're actively swinging it. It's like, come on, guys! Jedi Outcast had better effects than this, and that was two thousand four. Yeah, and I've said it once. I'll say it again. The lightsaber should chop apart all the all the everything, all the stormtroopers. It, it should. But even in Jedi Outcast, that was a code you had to put in. Like it's a just it's, Mortal Kombat it's blood weird, code. It's weird to me that I'm positive it's a Lucasfilm is pulling people back on that and saying, like, no, you can't have someone get dismembered with a lightsaber when that has happened in almost every Star Wars movie. Probably has been every Star Wars movie. All right, so, let's figure this okay, out. Okay, in one, Ponda Baba. In one. In the cantina. No, yes, okay, yeah. Um, and then Empire, and of course, Luke. Obviously, Luke. Uh, well, plus, plus... You get him chopping off uh, Vader's head in the Dagobah cave. Oh, sure. Okay. And the camera lingers on that, too. Yeah. Um, Return of the Jedi, uh, Vader loses one of his robot arms. Yeah. It counts. I guess. Yeah, like, it's not as strong, but it counts. Uh, Phantom Menace, obviously you got uh, Darth Maul gets chopped in half. Yeah. That didn't uh, really stick, but, you know. Yeah. Attack of the Clones, Anakin loses his hand. Yeah. Um, let's see. And then in Revenge of Sith, a, a lot of stuff. Yeah, so you have Dooku loses both hands, also a head. Um, Windu gets his arm cut off before he gets thrown out the window. Yeah, Windu loses his arm. Anakin loses an arm and two legs. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, okay, so we're on to the sequel trilogy. So Force oh. Awakens. I don't mm. think there's actually a dismemberment in that because uh, Kyle Ren just gets like his face cut up. Um, but then you have in The Last Jedi, Snoke gets chopped in half. Right. There must so. be one. Also, he loses a hand, too. Like, if you watch that, both his hands get sliced off while he also gets chopped in half. Well, yeah, so. they, were, they were positioned down there at his side. There must be something in The Force Awakens, though I can't think of it. I don't think that there is. Um, hmm. I think that's like well so I'm trying to also think of if there's anything that happens in Rise of Skywalker like an actual dismemberment and I think that that one is also clean of dismemberment so I think it's just those horrible those two uh, but yeah like it's been a long a long term decision not to have dismemberments in these games and so I it predates the sequel so it's definitely not like a newer thing yeah I mean, back in the day, I'm sure it was because of ratings issues, and still might be, um, because I know there's oh, some kind I of. I know. What? I figured it out. 
Because then you couldn't sell these games in Japan. I was just about to say that. Because Japan specifically ah. has dismembered in things. And yeah. fucking it up for the rest of us. I don't know that that's actually the answer here, though, because they probably could just disable it for that version. But I, maybe, that, that was what yeah. I was just about to say with weird stuff with the ratings and games where maybe dismemberment specifically would bump it up to an M. Yeah, I also just kind of wonder if they're maybe weighing that in and being like, well, it would just take more work to animate all these limbs popping off, and if we want to sell it in this other region, we have to disable it in any way, then we just save time and money by just not having it be a... But you can do it to non-humans in this game. Almost every death animation has them getting cut apart in different ways. That is what makes me think. things that you can go like, and you cut one of their hands off, in fact. And then stab them. That is what makes me think it is a Japan thing, in particular. Is is I know that you can show like robots and stuff getting dismembered over there. It's specifically humans that you cannot. Maybe. So I don't I know. Expe- uh... I wouldn't explain it in a Jedi Outcast, like needing a code and, for and it. Like, the thing is, uh, Star Wars is huge in Japan. Like that's a big market for Star Wars. I know this because uh, Tetsuya, who I follow on Twitter, uh has not stopped talking about Star Wars for about the last three months. Sure. I get a lot of tweets of him just going like, uh, oh, Luke was saved by his father at the last minute and then he brought balance to the Force. Baby Yoda is very nice. Like, <laughs> these very weird tweets. And for anyone listening, Tetsuya is not like anyone notable, as far as I know. It's not like Tetsuya Nomura Maybe. or something. Oh. Uh, he, is a, he is a published manga... Uh, author in Japan uh, who I follow and he posts a lot of just food he's eating and his thoughts about Star Wars and stuff and it's just a very very wholesome uh, Twitter account except for uh, there was one time where he did just tweet out though I like cow piss and I got very (laughs) concerned (laughs) Tatsuya no (laughs) He meant like uh I think it's like a drink called Calpus. Calpus, like, yeah. Yeah. And but he typed it as cow piss, and so <laughs> I had to ask him what he was talking about. I wonder if he was like dictating it into his phone in English? Possibly. Possibly. I, I don't, don't know. know. Uh he also uh will occasionally like or retweet incredibly raunchy pornography. Like, stuff that is just getting into weird fetish territory, and I'm just like, huh, okay. Tetsuya's got another side to him that he will occasionally make public. You'd like to follow Tetsuya. It's uh, it's Tetsuya45, isn't it? Yes. Okay, follow I, Tetsuya45. Um, yeah, he is, uh, actually, he just recently tweeted, so let me okay, see. Okay, here we go, Tetsuya Corner. Let's find out yeah. what he's been up to. Hope it is something... Safe for work. Okay. Uh, yes, Tetsuya451 is oh, four, the five, handle. One. I just wondered if animals were speaking English in Animal Crossing. They are not just beeping, but actually speaking Japanese here. That's his world tweet. may never know. Yeah, no. It's not one of the best Tetsuya tweets, but it's indicative of what's usually out there. He did, uh, there was a a thread that was just like, what is your saddest moment in anime? And he uh, just tweeted out a picture of Bernie from War in the Pocket 
uh, doing like that, that video he records before he dies. And so I just was like, why are you posting a picture of a hamburger? And he just replies back with, no, please tell me you're lying. Oh, man. Tetsu is great. I love him. It's too bad he will never be able to dismember stormtroopers. Sorry, Tetsuya. You'll never know the joy. Uh, yeah, no, um... Got way off Super Star Wars, but I'll just finish up by saying there are uh, some Mode 7 levels in that. In that. In those games that are uh, not great. Oh. I think they're fine conceptually, but uh, they drag on for way too long. Like, in particular, the second Death Star uh, run where you're just going through, like, all those tunnels of pipes. Like, very cool. Pipes. Like, it looks really lasts like five minutes and it does not need to yeah you ever yeah. play that um the fmv game on playstation one uh was, um, no rebel assault that the only weird. fmv game that i'm familiar with isn't that the one that's on sega cd maybe Probably. where you have that like beggar's canyon level and it controls really bad yeah probably the main thing i remember is a bit where you are piloting through like a whole bunch of pipes and stuff mm. that was what made me think of it there are also like some weird <laughs> shooting segments i think actually my favorite sequence in any star wars movie is maybe that second death star run okay like, I just like that a lot, just being in this very confined space in these very fast ships and needing to get to the core. But Yes, Rebel yeah. Assault came out on MS-DOS, Sega CD, Mac OS, and 3DO. Apparently, uh, it must be Rebel <laughs> Assault 2 that was on PS1. Yeah. Yeah, As that one say, was not on F Sega CD. Yeah, FMV Star Wars specifically makes me think of that Beggar's Candy level that... I have never been able to get past, and I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone be able to get past, so... Yeah, I don't know that I played the first one then, I guess. It's not good. You don't need to play it. Impossible. There's a good... There's a good, uh, back when Giant Bomb used to be watchable, uh, they did, like, a stream that was completely fucked up, like, they couldn't get the capture to work, so they just pointed a camera at the TV... Uh, and they played uh, Rebel Assault on that, and Ryan, for about 15 minutes, tried to beat that level, and you could just, like, hear him get more and more angry <laughs> at time. So he couldn't get more than, like, a couple seconds into it before the ship would crash, but he insisted that he keep at it because he just wanted to figure out how it even controlled. I need to go find that video. I will look it up for you after this. So the um, Rebel Assault 2... The PlayStation version specifically has the developer listed as Factor 5, who would go on to make Rogue Squadron. What do you know? Yeah. There you go. Maybe the PlayStation version is the good one. I don't know. I choose to believe that. Yeah, maybe. Possibly. Almost definitely. <laughs> of course. Well, uh, that's all I got to say about Star Wars video games. Wait, uh, to summarize... No, hold on. Okay. That's not how you say it. How do you're I say it? You're supposed to go, and that's all I have to say about that. I don't sing. That was in my contract <laughs> when I signed.
Does, hey, was you that want, their... do you want to know oh. how the PlayStation version was received? Uh, favorably? Let's look at the review scores. EGM, 5.5 out of 10. GameSpot. Oh, no, not the magazine that thought Arrow the Acrobat was the best <laughs> character of 1993. I can't believe it. Can't believe that they would have a bad opinion about video games. The very same. GameSpot, 4.9 out of 10. What the fuck? Next okay. Generation, 2 stars out of 5. Mm. Yeah, but, like a four. but, PSM... 9.5 out of 10 hmm. Big fans of Rebel Assault 2 You're the one PSM. who played the game I haven't So I actually don't know how these line up uh, I'm going to say probably the truth is somewhere in the middle Well the middle is a 5 And basically a 4 uh, this, so. this does say reviews Praise the use of the film scores and the graphical enhancements over the PC original, uh, particularly polygonal ship models and greater FMV quality. Polygonal uh, ship models. Ship models. What do you? Oh, it sounded like you said ship. <laughs> well, look, I'm a mush mouth. Uh, they oh, GamePro gave it a laudatory review, citing the variety of stages, quality of cinematics, cutscenes, and the clean graphics. They didn't list GamePro's score, though. Thanks. Well, uh, my rating for the uh, Super Star Wars trilogy, uh, in light of the fact that uh, Rebel Assault 2 got all these kind of middling scores, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give the Super Star Wars trilogy a perfect 10 out of 10 for what? every single title. Impossible. Uh, just to sort of set set this all right uh it is just like playing the movies um but i also don't want people to think that they're very good games so i'm gonna dock them two stars each uh so they all have eight out of ten okay yeah i would give them like a two out of ten i would give super star wars make like maybe a three or four Hmm. others real bad do not ever want to play them again well, that's the podcast. That's it. No comic corner this week, I guess. We'll get to that next. Oh, we week. pretty that comic corner was basically this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, but I mean specifically, there was gonna be something of discussion, but whatever. We're running long enough. Yes, it is. Alrighty. We'll see you next time. On destroy all children. I've been Larry Davis. I have been George Brundle. Do it. Say the thing. Goodbye, Don. No, do it again. Goodbye, dinosaurs. There you go. You cut out. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Okay, we only needed to do it. Only needed the extra take. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Well, now I have to leave it all in so it has this context. <laughs> Goodbye, dinosaurs. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Check it out, George.